Last year, I was in Rameshwaram. It's a buzzing fishing hamlet tucked in the southeastern coast of India. On the first floor of a haggard building, a year short from haggling fishmongers amidst the pungent odor of dried fish, was the sound of the ocean. Or Kadal Osei, a community radio station. It was run by Gayatri Usman. I liked her instantly. She was canny, boomerang responsive and mindful about the lives of fishers. When they listen to our radio, they should be either benefited financially or mentally or for their life. Kadal Osei aired stories about the perils of not wearing a life jacket while fishing and on changing habits of open defecation on the seashore. Fishers I met told me how immensely helpful the radio station's simple act of sounding a gong every hour was. It alerted them of the tides as they played radio music waiting to cast nets in moonlit darkness. Soon Gayatri introduced me to the Community Radio Association of India. Through a Zoom call, we connected with more than four dozen community radio stations across India. I think it will make all the points very clear. You can also include what subjects, what all subjects may be of interest. As uh, months passed, we battled anemic internet connections and fractured audio, plaguing small-town India to chisel radio local. Cementing a first dispatch of audio documentaries from South India. Our first season includes in-the-skin narratives by radio journalists from Kerala, Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, Pondicherry, Telangana and Andhra Pradesh. I have fist-pumped and heel-clicked about our association with these reporters who have social, historical and political context to the hyper-local stories they narrate. So, with that, it's time to flag off Season 1 of Radio Local. Asia production in collaboration with intrepid members of the Community Radio Association of India and the generous support of Rohini Nilakani Philanthropies. Our first story from Wayanad was reported by Dipin Augustin of Radio Matoli, who overcame numerous hurdles to tell us this story. The cow is making such a noise. I can't do anything about it. Vehicles will pass. Is that okay? Hi, Dipin. Hello, Anubama. So, Dipin... Without giving away too many details, how did you come across this story? Well, uh, it took one week for me to find this story. From the moment I decided to do a program on the topic man versus wild animal conflict. This incident was happened two years ago. That too, just 10 kilometers away from my house. So it was like a must-do story for me. I read about this incident in newspapers those days, but I never expected that one day I will go and meet those people in person. I'm still in shock listening to everything they said. What was he in shock about? To understand that, let's drive with Dipin to Katavakurnu. Located in northeastern Kerala, Kathavakurnu is close to the lush borders of neighboring South Indian states of Tamil Nadu and Karnataka. 
The sleepy village is draped in a green canopy of pepper vines slithering on rubber trees alongside arachnid, coffee, banana and giant teak trees. It's an arresting mix of beauty and danger. Kathavakunno residents comprise a population of 10,000 people living in and around Vainad Wildlife Sanctuary. The 344 square kilometer area is just slightly smaller than Chennai, the city I live in. This emerald wilderness is home to humans and also elephants, leopards, jungle cats, spotted deer, sambar deer, gores, sloth bears, wild dogs, wild boars and <coughs> tigers. This is Janu Madhavdas. She is part of the Kattunayagar indigenous community and she is talking about her 23-year-old son, Shivakumar Madhavdas. Shivakumar rode an auto rickshaw or tuk-tuk for a living. On that particular ominous day, she says, Shivakumar hadn't returned home even though it was as late as 10 p.m. Kattunayakar translates as king of the forest. Many members of this indigenous community living in this region can rustle through forest paths blindfolded. Even little kids venture into the jungle to collect firewood. This is Manju, Shivkumar's elder sister. Manju and Shivakumar would frequently venture into the adjoining forest to collect and tie small bundles of broken teak twigs for the kitchen's wood-fired stuff. Some days they would saunter deep into the forest, vibrating with chirping crickets and strumming barbets. There was nothing to fear. But only memories of time spent with her brother now remain, along with material possessions of Shivakumar a maroon mundu or sarong, a pair of orange flip-flops and a rusty machete. So, what happened? You'll hear about that and more in the first episode of Newsreel Asia's radio local podcast, The Man-Eater. June 13, 2020. It was a Saturday and forest officials in Vainad Wildlife Sanctuary in the South Indian state of Kerala were labouring on some fallen teak trees. And just as they were loading the logs in a truck, they sighted a tiger. Manu Raju is Manju's husband, Shivakumar's brother-in-law. The forest guards may have sighted the striped orange-furred predator, but they didn't alert the neighbouring community.
Bayanad is a picturesque plateau nestled in the southern trenches of the Sayadris, a mountain range that runs parallel to the west coast of India. The district is part of the Nilgiris Biosphere Reserve, comprising tropical rainforests and grasslands. This biodiversity hotspot has unbroken links among six tiger reserves sprawled across Kerala, Tamil Nadu and Karnataka. Vainad forms a natural corridor for the seasonal migration of wild elephants, deer, monkeys and wild buffaloes. Clearly, there's no dearth of prey in this district, which is also why it has one of the world's largest recorded populations of Asian tigers. Like the one that was sighted on June 13, 2020. Janu is narrating events from June 14, 2020. It was a Sunday. Shivkumar stepped out in the evening. He hadn't told anyone where he was going. He usually informed the family if he was stepping into the forest. So Janu assumed he had gone to kick around a football or swing a cricket bat with his friends. The sun set. Dinner time passed. Shivkumar was nowhere in sight. Soon, the clock struck 10 p.m. His mother, Janu, got worried. She realized something else. Shivkumar's machete was missing from the hook it usually hung on. With the machete untraceable, it was becoming more and more probable that he may have just gone to the forest. With that bit of information, Janu reluctantly hit the bed. Her eyes were wide open. She kept hoping Shivkumar would walk in. In a second. In a minute. She lay awake, nodding off briefly. Pretty soon, birds started whistling and chirping. It was dawn. Janu adds that his friends gathered to search for him. Until then, no one claimed to have sighted Shivkumar on Sunday evening. One neighbor came by and he said he had seen Shivkumar walking into the forest with his machete. Hmm. The search party now scrambled through the forest. They came across pug marks, imprints of a broad paw pad and four toes. It was unmistakable. A tiger had walked down the path they were on. Around 2013, more forest lands in Karnataka and Tamil Nadu were stamped as wildlife sanctuaries. Dangerous bandits like Munasami Virapan had been killed and no longer roamed around prized sandalwood groves. The merger of verdant jungles in the western and eastern Ghats created one of India's largest tiger territories. These stocky and striped big cats could now roam around 6,500 square kilometres around Vainad's neighbourhood. 
Unsurprisingly, the district recorded about 75 tigers in 2017 and 18. I received numerous videos showing tiger sightings from 2022 in Vainat from Radio Martoli's station director, Father Biju Thomas. In fact, in January 2023, Father Biju Thomas's friend encountered a tiger. Yes, yes. It was 12th of January 2023. Few people were walking there in, uh, in daylight almost 10 kilometers away from nearby forest. They found that uh, footsteps were there. Then they suddenly heard a roaring of the tiger. They just scattered. Tigers, particularly old and injured ones, prefer easy prey of livestock, goats, cows, from settlements peripheral to the forest. They rarely attack people. Still, slow-footed humans may sometimes become an easy snack for these 8 feet, 150 kilo predators. About 50 people are killed or injured by tigers annually. The day after Shivkumar went missing, Janu and her son-in-law Manu went to file a complaint about Shivkumar missing in the police station. As Manu waited to file his complaint, he received a message. The police had found Shivakumar's machete lodged on a tree in the forest. They forwarded the photo to Manu. Soon he received another picture. It was a photo of a maroon sarong or mund. This too belonged to Shivakumar. It was worrisome. As the forest rangers stepped deeper into the forest, they sighted a tiger. Nothing prepared them for that sight. A warning that some of you may find these descriptions disturbing. The tiger was chewing on a human body. It was Shivakumar's. His face was intact and recognizable, as were his arms and his legs below the knees. The tiger had devoured a large part of his torso and thighs. As these events unfolded, Shivakumar's mom was with her son-in-law at the police station. She heard phone messages pinging in, but she wasn't aware that Manu had received pictures from the forest officials that painted a grim scene. Manu took her home. Janu's neighbours came by. They suggested she sip on some water and eat something. They hadn't informed her husband, Shivkumar's father, about anything since he was unwell and ailing. I'm not sure if I'm going to get a 
അയിനോട് പറയണ്ടെന്ന് വെച്ചിട്ടാണ് അവർ ആരും ഉണ്ടാത്തത് ജാനു വെയ്റ്റഡ് അറ്റ് ഹോം ഫോർ സം ന്യൂസ് ആൻഡ് ദാറ്റ്സ് വെൻ ദ പോലീസ് അറൈവ്ഡ് വിത്ത് ഹർ സൺ ഓർ വാട്ട് റിമൈൻഡ് ഓഫ് ഹിം ജാനു സെസ് ദാറ്റ് ഷീ വാസ് ഇൻ ഷോക്ക് ആൻഡ് അൺപ്രിപ്പേർഡ് ടു സീ ദിസ് സൈറ്റ് എന്നിട്ട് ഇത് എങ്ങനെയായെന്ന് ഇവർ പറയുന്നില്ല പിന്നീടാണ് ഇത് കടവ് പിടിച്ചതെന്ന് ഇവർ പറയുന്നത് എന്നോട് ഷി ലോണ്ട് ഓഫ് ദ ടൈഗർ അറ്റാക്ക് ഹിസ് നൈഫ് ബീങ് ഫൗണ്ട് she shattered in grief as she spoke to radio matolis dipin nete marthelaka kattiyaka kochu kotti vechittundarunnu parayunne enikidonnu ariyilla pinne endo njan parayande ini idhi kodirullu parayan enikonnu illa ini as she relived the tragedy janu felt devastated all over again and didn't want to continue the conversation One of the key earning members of their family auto driver Shivakumar was dead. The family received a compensation of 10 lakh rupees from the government. Manju Shivakumar's sister mentions that his remains were buried near their home. They did the postmortem in the forest itself. Postmortem kaati thanne irunnu. Avadhu thanne cheydu. Namukku body thirichi 7 maniyakke app kitti. Body vittu vittu aduthu thanne. A few days later forest employees mostly poorly paid part-timers tried to catch the tiger by placing cages in a few spots it didn't help illa avadu onnu cheyidilla avaru avaru koodu kore kondu vechu avada ivada vechu avada vechu ivada vechu adun annittonnu adane pidichittilla dipen agustin a reporter from radio matoli asked manu whether he fears for the safety of his family ee oru sambhavathinu shesham ee kunnu kuttiyekku ullapo ningalku raathriyekku tension aavarundo ivada kadaporo raathri tension undu ippo idu namakku inippa ivada thanne jeevikkanalla rasha illallo inippa namakku inippo ithra vera salam varyangal onnilla pinippa ivada alle namakku jeevichu namakku ivada alle namakku theerkan pattullo manu agrees that it is scary and dangerous but where will they go India has conducted numerous relocations of people living in forests to other areas. But this measure is also docked with controversy as it uproots people from their homeland. There are still about 42,000 families in core areas of tiger reserves in the country. Manu's family lives on the fringes of one of them. Manu is frustrated that the government seems to care only when someone is killed and they make a lot of visits then otherwise they really don't seem to care ingane endengil kadaveda akramathilo pinanada akramath endengil oru sambhavam nadandirunnengil thanne appolla oru ochchapadu aal kootu angane enganeke undavum aa oru ochchapadu mathra adu kaiyna pinne avare podiittu oru pinne avare avare kaanulla such attacks on cows goats and humans have stirred violent protests in these areas contract workers who are expected to be peacekeepers between human and wildlife often face the brunt of such fury the forest department has proposed capturing some of these troublesome predators and enclosing them in a 3 square kilometer enclosure but given that more than 700 tigers are pacing through five or more tiger reserves across three states where forests mingle with villages it's a complicated task aa election samayinte mathra ella colonialum aalkariyanengilum partikarengilum ingane odi odi kayadu aa nammal vote cheyano adu cheyano idokkeyana janangale kondu ee oru sambhavam mathra manu is livid 
that these politicians seem to care about his indigenous community only during elections. He sarcastically says that maybe they should ask the tiger to vote for them. He demands that some of these man-eating tigers should be killed and ask that will raise many eyebrows. It's a tragedy that while we want to expand our wildlife reserves, we aren't giving enough thought to meaningful relocations of families here. People whose lives are in perpetual danger around these forests as tiger populations soar. The recent tiger attack that happened in January 2023 is further proof of the extreme risks faced by these communities. Father Biju continues with his narration. After the group working on the farm scattered hearing the roar of the tiger, they heard screams. A voice of the person who is really crying and saying that I had been caught by the tiger three places, and maybe uh, downside of the knees and upside of the knees and the buttocks. So they just spread their dhoti in the ground and uh, put the person in the dhoti and went to the medical college they said you need to take take this person into a nearest uh, good medical college, which is uh, 100 kilometers away from here, uh, four hours journey from here. And in between, this person was crying like anything, and he said that um, I'm going to die. He died in the car itself. It is time that something is done about this. By the time I finished editing and mixing the story, Vipin had flown to Germany to work as a nurse alongside his wife. I managed to talk to him before he flew off about what it was like to report this story. The toughest part was asking them about the things that they want to forget. But unfortunately, I had to do that to make sure people should know what they are really going through. So I became a merciless journalist there. But after the recording, I became so down and disturbed. I was not even able to sleep for many days. Okay, so that's it for this episode. None of this would have been possible without the support of my fantastic associate producer, Shiksha Jural, who has been a pillar of support, walking her talk to design posters, logos, and planning our interactions and reportage. A big thanks also to Newsreel Asia's founder, Vishal Arora, who promptly thumbs up a teeny-weeny germ of an idea that came to grow roots only much, much later. The folksy, lilting background score that you hear has been produced by Paul Jacob of Bothy Music with folk artists from around South India. The mastering for this episode has been done by Digi Sound Studio from Chennai. This is your host Anupama signing off. Until the next episode, bye-bye.